Welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's recording day. Yay. And this is an exciting one. It is because we have a guest today. Also, um, not just a, a fabulous woman, but a fabulous friend yes. to you and I. Yes. Miss Barbara Gabriel, intuitive life coach, counselor. How do you prefer? Uh, counselor. Counselor. Okay. And we are super excited to have her because I can honestly say, and I don't know if I've told you this, but you have been um, monumental in helping me grow as Amen. a human, really. Amen. Probably the most person, the most important person in my life. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, I reflect back to you. See you how she does that. I know it. I know. You're just so kind. So kind. So what are we going to talk about today? So opening up to intuition is the topic. Yay. I know. Brody, what does your intuition tell you today? Oh, my intuition was telling me to play the theme music. God, your intuition is effed. (laughs) (laughs) I think the segue you were looking for is my intuition is that there are a lot of people out there who really enjoy this show, but maybe don't know how to support it. An easy thing that you can do is go and hit that five-star review and subscribe to Shrink Wrap on wherever you are listening to this. You are just so good at that, Brody. I, know I love the body movements that you yeah. do, too, while yeah. you're talking. That should be on YouTube. That really should. He does a cartwheel, guys. So. <laughs> Followed by the splits. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. Oh, oh sorry. No, oh, yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. My mistake, obviously. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the fantastic factoid. Studies show that overthinking can seriously impair our decision-making process. A large body of research reveals that intuition may be faster than reflection, but also more accurate psychology today. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I have people ask me all the time, you know, because I'll say, well, what does your gut say? I don't know. How do you know what your gut says? Mm. I have to share something before I get started. Okay. I'm going to cry, but I just, it was so timely that this happened. So, okay, the night before last, um, my daughter had been telling me, I would say the day before she had this dream. And in the dream, she was going through a haunted house and she kept hearing, woo, and she goes around the corner and it's Grandpa Emery being a jokester, right? He's a goofball. He's passed. He's 97 years old. That is totally Emery. <laughs> so Emery, and she said it was a very vivid dream. He was talking to her. And then he said to her in the dream, I need to figure out some car tickets. Okay. I need some car tickets. I, I need to figure out some car tickets. Okay. okay. So just hold that thought. So anyway, Camille and her boyfriend, Michael, flew from California to Florida um, to be at a friend's wedding. And they go to get the rental car. And Camille, you know, Miss Environmental Friendly, gets this little rental car. And so she's ready to pick it up. And the guy said, wait a minute, we just had a bigger pickup come in. I'm going to switch you out. I'm not going to charge you anymore. Okay. So they get in. And I thought, what the fuck? I've never heard of a rental pickup, but whatever. So they got in the rental pickup. So they're driving down the highway in Florida and somebody swerves in front of them. And Michael swerves to the right to avoid that car and hits a semi. Whoa. And so... um, The pickup was totaled. Anyway, they don't have a scratch on them. They have not one scratch on them. And um, so anyway, Camille was telling me about the dream. Okay, I'm going to say it again. So Grandpa Emery said, I need to figure out some car tickets, which to me was, I'm going to switch this rental for you. Because if they had been in that little itty bitty. They would have went under the semi. It would have been. Okay. Now, some of you might think that's doo-doo-doo-doo. I do not think it's that's not doo doo. It's not doo doo at all. I think that, and I've always talked about this. I I pray to my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I think they're there. I think they can hear. I think they can help. I often say, and I often say to Emery, that's one of the mm-hmm. biggest things. Be with my kids when they travel. Be with my kids yep. when they drive. Apparently, he's doing something. 
Yeah. I would think so. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, thank you, Emery. Yes. We love Michael and Camille. So. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. So, Barbara, what is tuition? Well, to make it really simple, it is a nonverbal communication from another part of yourself. We think of it sometimes as ESP or messages from heaven or from the universe, however you want to look at it, or messages from friends or others. Okay. It can also be something that clicks in for the future, um, telling us things, warning us of things, um, and it brings clarity and insight. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's actually a really deep knowingness. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. And it shows up like goosebumps sometimes mm-hmm. or a click in the stomach or the body that's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I always feel it in my stomach. Mm-hmm. You do. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean click? What does that mean? It's like a, um, it's almost like a physical feeling. I call it like an energy snap. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a little snap that goes, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. when you're at a football game and somebody has a touchdown and you go, yeah, yeah it feels mm-hmm. like that inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's actually a physical component to it because everything on the spiritual side is experiential. So even intuitions are experiential, even though we don't think of them that way. Mm-hmm. We think of it as just knowing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you think of one that you've had, Becky, where you felt like a, a knowing like that? Oh, gosh. Probably. I, I, you know, one of the ones I talk about often, well, sometimes if I think about a friend, I, I will think about them and think about them and think about them and then I'll call or text mm-hmm. and it turns out they're just struggling big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that I've had happen many mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't associate that with like a click. It's almost like a nagging repetitive thought or something mm-hmm. like that, where it's like that, per- I can't get that person out of my head. It's a knowingness. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's that deep knowingness that something's going on. I always say when people walk through my mind, I need to I need to mm-hmm. check in yeah. because it, people don't just walk through my mind unless there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do. I feel it in my stomach, and I don't know how to. Ex- I mean, saying it's like a snap that makes a lot of sense, but mm-hmm. it's like you just feel it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when Becky said that, she touched her gut because yeah. that's where she feels it. Right. Okay, Brody's. This is Brody's favorite topic. I just have to give you that. Brody's very pragmatic. Brody is like as left brain as I don't even think you have a right brain. Well, he's open to hearing about it though. No, he's always open to hearing about it though. I am, and so I, if I come off as uh, an asshole, no, I'm kidding. Well, I mean. You all have, I mean, <laughs> you've obviously helped them a lot. And so I'm not, whatever I say, I'm not trying to discredit your the I, I work totally, that you're I'm doing. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. Um, I didn't think you were going to be uh, <laughs> uh, frightened by me. But yeah, no, I'm I'm sitting here thinking and I'm trying to, I, I don't know. I don't know. This maybe falls into the, the woo-woo, mm-hmm. um, what have you, that is going to be a little bit more difficult for me, but I'm I'm open to it. I mean, okay, think about it like this. And maybe you'd have to ask your wife about this too. But like I had a friend who had a child who had brain tumor. And it's like she knew intuitively, like this one doctor was telling her, you got to do this, this, and this. And she just knew, no, we are not going that direction. Absolutely not. And went a different direction. And it turned out being the right choice for him. Mm -hmm. But haven't you ever had any like feelings like that, that were like super strong and you're like, no, it has to be this way. You don't know why you feel so strongly about it, but it's freaking strong. I don't know that I have. I, I try to kind of live in the gray and not, I, I don't, I certainly don't believe that I have all the answers or maybe not even an answer. Um, and I think, I mean, I'm, I'm highly experiential. Mm-hmm. I know how it feels when I do it. And if that is good, then I'll keep on, uh, kind of keep going that way. But if it doesn't feel right while I'm doing it, then I guess that speaks more, but that's Mm -hmm. experiential rather than into it. It's on the back end rather than the front end. I will tell you years ago, I was supposed to go to peer for a training. Training started at 8am. I'm not a morning person. If you're a listener, you know this. And so I was going to go down the night before and I was going to stay with a friend and then go to the training. And something just said, no, you're, you're going to get up at the butt crack of dawn. And it was so strong. And to this day, I can't tell you what I've hit a deer. I have no idea. But I definitely went the next morning. Mm-hmm. And my friend was really cool about it. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I will say is that if your belief system doesn't support it, you won't have the experience. 
Mm. Okay, oh, because we're, we're trained as young people about how things actually work. And it's not necessarily a, I call it a learned behavior, but it's also part of what we're learning as people. Mm-hmm. And some people are born more awake, some people are born to sleep because they want to wake up in other directions. So your life is all experiential, and it feels good to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's supposed to be. Hmm. It's not about shifting and moving and doing something or having maybe intuitions. Maybe you don't need them and your belief system doesn't support that. Yeah, I don't need them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're above that, party. Yeah. I know where I'm going. Bro, oh, my God. He's the captain of his ship. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. All right. How do you know you're listening to your intuition and that it's not something else. This is what I always wonder, like, is this really my intuition or is this just what I want to think? I asked to have it verified. Ooh. Okay. So if you're questioning what's actually coming through, you can have it verified. So if I'm working and I have something that's coming up for me, like somebody's walking through my mind, mm-hmm. it's like she walks through once, she walks through twice, uh-oh, third time, I need a phone call. Mm-hmm. I need a text. Oh, okay. So that's so, what you ask for. I asked to verify it. Okay. And I asked for it to be clear so that mm. I know exactly what I need to be doing. So I always say it's it, internally, we, we, um, it, it all comes in picture language. So now we can't always interpret it. But if mm-hmm. we ask for clarity, ask for it to be in English so we can understand it or whatever language we speak, mm-hmm. um, we, can, we can sort that out better. That's so interesting. I'm gonna. I can't wait to try that. Yeah. Wait a, wait yeah. a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Oh, here we come. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so you're asking yourself for validation of these things. Yes. So what? How do we know that? That's. I'm. I'm not gonna think about Becky. I'm not gonna think about Becky. Oh shit! I just thought about Becky again. Because how can like, you not think about exactly, Becky? Right? <laughs> So I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to think about this person again. And now I'm actively going to not think about them. But you really, you trick yourself into thinking about it. That's uh, Yeah, I, I actually don't think about anything like that. So my my day goes on because I have a lot of stuff on my plate. Mm-hmm. So if it if somebody comes trotting through, it isn't because I was focusing on. Don't think about it. So mm-hmm. I, I look at it more natural. But it, you always ask. And I have a funny story for you. So one day I was I was struggling. I was having a really difficult time, and I was so uptight inside, and I'm never uptight. So I thought, what the heck's going on? And I, I kept, believe that about you. Yeah, I, I kept asking questions and questions, and it's like, what the heck's going on? Out of the blue, my girlfriend called me. She says, you want to go to the movies? Go to the movies? What a concept. Go to the movies? Can I go to the movies? Oh, yeah, I can get a sitter. Oh, let's see if I can make this happen. So I got to the movies, and the whole movie was on spontaneity. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that I wasn't being spontaneous with my life. I was being too responsible and not letting life be. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it was like, so nature didn't answer the intuition, but it slapped me in the head a couple times. Mm-hmm. So I got the message. Mm-hmm. So I look at it like the universe is actually talking to us internally. I don't know if you want to call it your God self, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, but your higher self. I think it all comes from um, a knowingness inside of us. Huh. And trusting that. And trusting it. It and takes a long time. It. it takes practice. Oh, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, years. Yes. And somebody asked me if intuition can lead you down the wrong pipe. And mm-hmm. it can, because if you're learning a lesson and you're, and you're set on learning that lesson, it will send you that direction. Mm. Oh, my God. Can we be done with lessons? Yes. I'd love um, that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wait. Enough. Expound on that. Like, Give me an example of that. So let's say that you are working on um, um, self-love. And you're also working on control issues, okay? Mm-hmm. So the um, you meet somebody that's going to be your partner. That per- that person is controlling and doesn't really, you know, own that he loves you very much or she loves you very much, mm-hmm. okay? So then you end up being in that partnership because your intuition says, go for it, go for it, go for it, because you're learning about control and you're learning about self-love. Mm. So here's your opportunity. Right. But it may not be the best it wouldn't experience be- for you, so to Correct. speak. Yeah. Okay? Mm. Correct. But it's what you're learning. Right. Yeah. And do you believe, because I say this a lot to people, it's like that if you are, if you're pursuing a lesson, you want to grow in a certain area or not even necessarily that you're pursuing it, but you need to learn it. Mm -hmm. And so you get this opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, yeah, I just don't want to learn it right now. Like, screw that. I'm going to do something else. Do you believe the universe keeps presenting us the same lesson until we finally get it or not? I believe that it spirals. 
So you can get it from different directions. So if you didn't get it with your family dynamic when you were first born from your family of origin, then it will come in work. Mm -hmm. It can come in your relationship. It can come as friends. It can come in your spiritual community. Mm -hmm. So yes, you can get it in a number of different ways, and you can still say yes or no to it. I do tell people that, that that with which we struggle, God or the universe or whatever, will continue to put in your path. Mm-hmm. And, it's an, and sometimes I think we look at it from an intellectual point of view, a spiritual point of view, an emotional point of view, an intimate point of view, and sometimes, whack, whack, a physical point of view. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, but wait a minute. You just said something a second ago, and I'm like, what? Wait a minute. Let's just go back. You said that we can choose whether or not we want that lesson. So we can say at some point, yeah, I'm done learning this shit. I don't want to learn it. I'm done. Correct. Okay. And then what happens? You drop it like calculus. (laughs) (laughs) Amen to that, brother. (laughs) Yeah, I got it. (laughs) You shave it off like a furry beard. (laughs) You forgive yourself yourself for um, choosing to kind of keep having that presented to you. Mm. And then... What? Yes, you forgive yourself for having things repeatedly presented to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I know that doesn't make any sense, but it, it works. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. It does work, though. It does work. It's a way of letting go. Mm-hmm. Huh. Brody's mind is blown. <laughs> He's going to be up all <laughs> night tonight. I'm just Shh. having trouble with the semantics, mostly, but yeah. Okay. I speak in a different language. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> So if we are going to be tuning into our intuition more and we're like, I get up tomorrow and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm paying attention to it mm-hmm. more. I'm going to mm-hmm. really build my intuition. Can mm-hmm. it help me make better decisions? I um, Intuitions don't make our decisions for us. Our intentions do. Mm. Ooh, tell more about that. Yeah. Okay. So if you're looking at a life of, it's like, again. <laughs> I know. I'm like. That's mind-bending shit, yeah. I want to hear more. Yeah. Brody's going to get kicked out here in a minute. No, it's it's fascinating to listen to you speak because you really, like, it is a different language. It's, it's, uh, yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, you're fine. It's fine. (laughs) So if you're wanting to create something joyful or loving or being, it's like you set your intention to create joy, happiness, and ask the intuitions to set you it's just to help you find that path or to open that door. So this person's going to be great, you know. So you'll feel that when you walk down the street. It's like, oh, I know that person. I travel a lot, okay? I mean, you guys know I travel mm-hmm. a lot. I'm, I'm always on the road someplace. And I can go and sit down in any place in the world and sit down and make a best friend. Mm-hmm. Because I always meet people who are like me, mm-hmm. even if they aren't exactly like me. Mm-hmm. And my intuition says, oh, you know, sit down here or sit down there. Have a cup of tea. Next thing I know, I'm talking to somebody and it's like, wow, these people are really fun. Because you've already set the intention Mm -hmm. that I am going to find what? Joy, happiness, love, communication, Mm -hmm. harmony. Mm -hmm. That's such a good reminder. I don't set intentions like that. Mm -hmm. What I mean, so then you end up on, like for me, you end up on an airplane next to a guy who wants to tell me all about, you know, his political leanings oh, <laughs> that are you, slightly different than mine. Oh, and you can't jump off the plane. You can't. No, no I tried. They yeah. stopped me. Yeah, no. <laughs> and so I love that, though, because the next time I fly, I'm going to yes. set an intention. Do you know how many times I have met people in travels, even vacations with other girlfriends, mm-hmm. that I have met people that I still have in my life? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay, so what are the ways that that give us specific examples of various ways that into that intuition does communicate with us? Um, it oftentimes is more subtle than what you think, but it actually it's a it's like a door opening, an inspiration. Okay, so again, we were talking about the mind, somebody walking through the mind. Um, it might show up as, um, you, you, like you were talking about, where you're going someplace, preventing an accident, as you mm-hmm. talked about. It shows up in illnesses. The other day, I had a, a friend call up, and she says, oh, my partner's driving me crazy. She thinks that she's ill. She thinks that she's ill. And I said, she is ill. Mm. You know, my intuition says she's ill. You mm-hmm. need to pay attention to her instead of, you know, whining in the other direction. And so I think it shows up in many ways um, in terms of how we see life. And we kind of know which directions to go or which directions not to go by how we look at our intuitions. So like 
Okay. I'm looking, I guess, more for specific examples. Like, you know, some people will say they open the Bible and they put their finger in it and that's the one thing they do. Or a song on the radio or I don't know. What examples oh, I, have you heard? I had this just happened to me this morning. Um, so I struggle with patience. I always have. I had a little cross-stitch thing in my room growing up that said, dear God, give me patience, but hurry up. <laughs> and um, and it, I'm seeing it play out in my life right now. And I opened up an email from our church, which was... It's just a mass email that they sent out, but it was written by one of the pastors. And in there, it talked about patience and trusting. And even if that means just putting one foot in front of the other, then that's what you do. And I'm like, holy shit, like this was literally written for me, even though it was a mass email. And it just resonated. So is that intuition or is that yes. just a... It, it, can, is? it can be both, but it's a, it's a message from her higher self to her other self. So mm-hmm. we, we have all those pieces inside of us. We have our conscious, our unconscious, our superconscious. The superconscious com- communicates with the unconscious or com- communicates with the conscious, and it opens up that door to find things that we need. And mm-hmm. that's what I said, setting your intention. So you're looking for something even though you don't know it. Ex- yeah, that makes perfect sense, mm-hmm. except to Brody. Right. <laughs> Brody is still... It just sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, you're looking for those things, so of course you're going to find those things. And it very well could be. It, it, it is it is in essence that. But it also comes in messages because lots of times we don't listen to ourselves. So you're... I'm going off the rails here for a second. So you're an intuition coach, right? Is that... Or what's what's your title in... I'm, in an, I'm, an, intu- um, I'm an intuitive, and I use that in my work. So what does working with you look like? If I come and say, I'd like to start a, a, be one of your clients, how does that, what does that look like? I would ask you what's going on in your life that's stressful. <laughs> and he'd go, how much time do you have? <laughs> I hope you're charging by the hour, not the minute. Okay. And then I would look and see how I can help you through, through my intuitive I look underneath of what's going on. So lots of people have conversations, Mm -hmm. but they're not talking. Hmm. And a lot of people have conversations and people aren't listening. So you have to get underneath of what's going on. And that helps when you have an intuitive mind, Mm -hmm. because you can see things that are underneath of what is actually going on. And that opens a door then to have conversations and tools and things that you can do to help shift your reality. So you're helping to helping people to find their own intuitions or you're using your intuition to help them find their intentions or both. I'm using my intuitions to help them have a better life and giving them the tools for it. I don't want to be anybody's guru. I don't want to be the source. Mm -hmm. You are the source. Okay. You're the source of your own happiness, your own peace, your own well-being. So what I want to do is get you back into that space. Mm -hmm. So you're not stressed and living in a happier, healthier life. Sure. That's my that's my cup of tea. Okay, cool. So I think about it too, like I read the book, The Gift of Fear. Mm-hmm. And this has stuck with me for years where this young woman was carrying her little bags and she lived in an apartment that was gated. She's going up this, and there was a guy, when she opened up the door, there was a guy in the waiting room or whatever the hell you call it. And she was trying to go, he was like, hey, super friendly, blah, blah, blah. Her gut feeling in that moment was this isn't a safe person. Mm-hmm. But we she ignores it, right? We often ignore that. And so as she's going up the stairs, her bag breaks and groceries are running down the stairs or whatever. And he's like, oh my God, let me help you. And she's her gut's telling her, get the hell away from him. No, 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 I don't need help, she says. It's okay, I've got it. He's like, no, it's no problem. He's picking him up, putting him in a bag for her. And so anyway, she's like, well, I'm just gonna go up the to my apartment, her gut is saying, get rid of this fucker. But no, (laughs) she didn't want to be mean, doesn't want to be rude. What do you think happens? I mean, the guy brutally rapes her and she barely escapes with her life. But that gut feeling, that to me is intuition. Yes, Mm -hmm. And we often invalidate that or talk ourselves out of it. And we do it. And I don't know about men, maybe you can give me insight about this, but women in particular say, we're making a bigger deal than we should. We don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, that kind of thing. I think the, unfortunately we live in a terrible world where that intuition that this woman has is something that people need to watch out for. I guess Mm -hmm. in my place of privilege, I have never, ever felt that way. I've never felt unsafe in, in a scenario Mm -hmm. uh, or because of another person, I guess. Um, 
So, yeah, I do think, unfortunately, women probably have to be higher tuned to that um, or just maybe it's just called aware of their surroundings. Like, who knows if this guy was a total creeper and had was Mm -hmm. giving out those vibes or whatever. But I do think it has to be different for men and women. I think it is a little bit. But, you know, I as I've mentioned a couple of times, I do love investigation discovery. Mm -hmm. I love to watch my cop shows. And you will hear a lot of law enforcement say that they had they just followed their gut. Mm hmm. And they don't know why they went this way or called that person or followed that lead, but just this instinct to do it. I am just, first of all, I respect you for what you just said, because I think very few men take a nanosecond. We're going off the rails here, but take a, a take the initiative or recognize that they have never in their entire life have to question their safety. Mm -hmm. And I think about growing up in Chicago where I am like eyes, everything scanning. Who am I parked next to? It's getting dark. Where's my keys? Where's my mace? Where's this? Who's walking behind me? Where can I run to the side? It's constant a screening of mm-hmm. the area many, many times throughout my life. And I just think it is a privilege mm-hmm. to be able to wake up in the morning as a dude and never, ever have to give that a second thought. I mean, and I will say I didn't grow up in Chicago, but having worked with law enforcement and Safe Harbor for 20 years in Aberdeen, South Dakota, I do scan my surroundings mm-hmm. and watch who's talking and who's talking to my kid. And I'm not going to go on the bike path after dark. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back on the rails here. So Barbara, <laughs> how can we better connect to our intuition? I think it's more like trusting yourself. It's like a practice. So you start with small things and you ask Um, okay, I want to hear more. I want to be clear about it. I want to know that that's what's going on. I need to feel it inside of me. So asking internally for your own mechanisms to click in. It's kind of like turning the TV on and turning the right channel on. Mm. I've read a couple of books about this. Some some actual activities that I've read about is uh, when your phone buzzes because you're getting a text before you look, just say, I think the text is from, and then see if you're right. Or if the phone rings, this is so-and-so calling and see if you're right. So just little things like that. What do you think about that? I think it's okay. I think that it's it for me. It's easier not to use um, mechanical stuff. Mm, okay. It's, for me, it's easier just to ask inside and open that door up and see what comes through. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm also different from other people in many mm-hmm. ways. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. Because I was born with a gift. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was. So it's different. Yeah. And I just think that is such a practice because a lot of people don't listen. Correct. We talk to ourselves all the damn time. Yes. We can't stop talking to ourselves, but to really pause and listen to me is very difficult to do. And I think also setting that intention again, it's like not only just for your intuitions, but setting an intention in your day. It's, it, it's um, important to say, I'm going to live my day in joy. I'm going to live my day with happiness. I'm going to live my day with connecting with people. I'm going to have mm-hmm. a great day. I think we forget to set those intentions, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why, why are setting intentions, why is setting, whatever it is, so important? I think if we set, don't set them, we get up and we go, oh, shit, I'm late for work. And then we get in the mm-hmm. car, we drive like maniacs, we get to work, and we go, oh, no, I have these clients today. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, oh, this is nice. I'm a little late, but that's okay. Oh, look, I have adventures today in my clients. Isn't mm-hmm. this fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it influences how we interpret what happens during it, the day. Your mindset. It is a mindset. And it also creates the patience that you're not mm-hmm. always finding in things. And I think it creates joyfulness. I tend to laugh all the way through my sessions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I laugh a lot. I didn't realize it until I was listening to myself one day. And I thought, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of laughter. <laughs> But it, it and I and I try to live every day with the intention of joy and really giving love to people mm-hmm. because there is none in our world, especially right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're having things fly off all over the world right now, so mm-hmm. we all need to pay attention and just be loving and accepting, which is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think people don't trust their intention, their intuition? Because it's been it's led them down the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Or they don't believe in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Brody, for an example. Uh, so I've been I'm thinking about that. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of an example. I, I was trying, I figured out 
an example. That's what I was trying to say. When I hire people, it's on intuition. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Because, and I've been wrong a couple of times, but as I think about them, I'm like, yeah, I there was something there that either I needed them or they were a warm body. So yeah, we'll go ahead and do this. But the I try to f- hire fast, fire faster, because there are things that you can't teach. And mm-hmm. just being personable is mm-hmm. one of those things. I can teach you how to make a coffee. I can teach you how to make a sandwich. But if you can at least come and sit down and have a conversation with me, that, I mean, that speaks more volumes than, than anything. So, well, it has served there, you well. There it. you go. Look at you I, go. Well, and so I was just about to say, well, I think I've gotten lucky. And maybe I have, maybe I have. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, we have very, very few turnover. I've never had anybody like straight up, I quit, screw this job. Many or everybody else has moved on to other things. And yeah. I can't fault them for that and wish them the best of luck. And, and I don't know that I've ever had bad customer service. We, we hope so. And that I think I've, I was going to say, I think we've gotten lucky. I don't do any training on it is the thing. Like, so, and and maybe that is part of this intuition that you're smiling too much over there. Uh, If they can, if they can have a conversation with me and granted, I'm a pretty low risk person. I like Mm -hmm. to think like I'm, I'm a pretty open book. So if you can do that with me, the boss during the interview, then I believe that you can probably do that with, with someone coming into our shop as well. Yeah. So I think you model it too. I was just thinking about when I was in there on Monday, that I do. when mm-hmm. I was in there on Monday and you guys were having some phone issues and, um, I was just having a hell of a day and all I, or Tuesday and all mm-hmm. I wanted out of life was a grilled cheese and bacon sandwich from the market. So I made sure to stop in and I was waiting for the sandwich to get made. And Brody goes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be ignoring you. And I'm like, oh gosh, you're not ignoring me. You mm-hmm. were working on an issue, but mm-hmm. I think you did such a great job of showing your employees, you know, that, just that simple sentence was very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good. And yeah. you noticed my hair color. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at you go. I know. I know. Right? He was he was firing on all cylinders oh, that day. I guess. <laughs> but see, you might have had an intuition that she needed a little bit of extra joy in her maybe. life. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you maybe answered something that she was looking for because you guys. <gasps> oh, you were part of my joy that day. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what the real joy was. That freaking sandwich. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Sometimes it's intuition. Sometimes it's melted cheese. <laughs> That's so. right. That's sourdough. Right. That's right. Hey, Becky, why is the Northern State University graduate program in counseling so awesome? I could go on forever, but let's talk about the fact that you can get a clinical degree where you can work in private practice or an agency, Mm -hmm. where you can get a school counseling degree on the school track, where you can work in a school as private, private school, parochial school, public school, any school you want to. And then my favorite. What? Forensic counseling. Super cool. But is it K-CREP approved? It is K-CREP approved. And you're like, what does that mean? You know what? It means that it has the gold standard of grad schools. Super awesome. But can I afford it? Because I don't have a lot of money. It's okay. If you go to northern.edu, you can um, apply for some scholarships. They have a couple of counseling-specific scholarships, in addition to some other really fantastic scholarships that a guidance counselor or a admissions counselor can help you with. Awesome. Be Northern, unleash your potential, baby. So why, okay, so you said, obviously you're born with a a gift. Why was I going to say with guilt? But anyway, okay, so Mm. Freudian slip, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But why are some people more intuitive than others? I can't really answer that except that it depends on what they're choosing to learn this lifetime. So we all make choices about life lessons and how awake or not awake we want to be in order to choose to do that. Okay? So we all handle life differently. We all look at what we're, what we're learning, what we're doing. Um, some people get to be uh, an awakened master and being a yogi and people take care of them. And others get to be taken care of by a nice husband or wife and they get lots of fun stuff and the rest of us have to work hard. So I got to choose better next time. <laughs> Yeah, choose me a sugar daddy <laughs> or sugar mommy. I'm not picky. <laughs> I think you've got a sugar daddy. Oh, you're so nice to him. You're, you're a gym fan. You really are. He's a good guy. I'm going to keep him. Yeah. But the, the answer to that is not just um, cut, and, cut and dried. Yeah. I, I laughed one time because one of my spiritual friends, he said, you know, that guy out there that's driving the tractor might be more spiritual than me and it makes me mad. <laughs> and there's truth to that. I yeah. have worked with some people who they'll just say to me, okay, I have this situation. What's going on over there? And I'll tell them what I see. And then they'll say this over here. 
well, I don't really believe in what you do, but you were right. Mm. <laughs> so it, it really isn't about necessarily being awake to have intuitions or not being awake, but I think it has to do with how our belief systems are set up, what we're choosing to learn, and how we look at ourselves and our lives, how we look at nature, how we look at communication. And there are people who believe the other side doesn't exist, that when you die, you, mm-hmm. you go into flatness. There isn't a heaven or a hell. There's just nothing. So, you know, everybody has different belief systems. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to understand where everybody is and be open. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's one answer to that. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She really wanted the one answer, though. I know she did. <laughs> no, I'm okay with I'm okay with variability in that because I yeah. do think I do think it's so different for different people. And that, you know, I totally believe that if you're not open to learning and growing, whether it's mm-hmm. about intuition or anything, mm-hmm. I mean, some people are very, very status quo and mm-hmm. that's okay. Yes, it is. You know, that's mm-hmm. fine. That rock your world. But I am not that person. I always want to challenge myself intellectually. I'm always drawn to people that are growing and changing and saying, wait a minute, have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, different strokes for different folks, whatever. Right. And I also think it's cultural. And mm. also where we're born in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think some, you know, some cultures are more open to this kind of thing mm-hmm. and more open to intuitions and following that line of thought. And some people are more, um, grow up more, more restricted, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, yeah, I that's a good point. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Religion is a matter of geography. That's a Dan Brown quote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the spiritual leader, Dan Brown. <laughs> yeah. Angels and demons. No, that quote always stuck with me, though. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I always thought that. I got in trouble with it one time because I I said, if I had been born in India, would I necessarily be a Christian if I had been born wherever? And then they got mad at me and they said, well, you better be. And I'm like, but how can you say that mm-hmm. right. if that's not what I'm being raised in? Right. Oh, how dare you? Well, who got who got mad at you? I'm not saying anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's a group I just extracted myself okay. from. Yeah. Okay. It just seemed better for everybody. Well, My intuition said extract. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of questions when I was growing up Christian, and mm-hmm. I used to ask my minister, and there were no answers. Mm-hmm. Only God knows. Mm. Oh, wow. So um, that was a really good answer for me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then I thought, well, I'm going with the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to your higher up. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm going to the source. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Some people like you are like medical intuitives, you know, where they can read what's going on with somebody who lives thousands of miles away. I mean, do you have to be in the person's physical presence in order to have intuition about what's going on? Okay. I'm going to ask you about energy. Okay. Do you have to have a socket to get electricity? Mm. (laughs) Okay. How many sockets are there and where does that electricity go? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Atomic energy, any of that, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, air, okay? It's all energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, I don't have to be next door to somebody to feel them. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have to be alive to feel them, just as you were talking about. I mean, I'm aware of my grandparents. I mean, I can feel them sometimes around me. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like we feel people and energy just as strongly. And we identify with them because we know who that energy belongs to. We each have our own little um, energy identification. So if Becky was not feeling good, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be calling you, Fran. I'd mm-hmm. be calling Becky mm-hmm. because I would know it was her that wasn't feeling good. So she doesn't have to be next to me or anywhere near me. And I actually work with people in Europe and India. I work with people in Japan and Israel. Um, you and I have had sessions with you in Scotland. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. No. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So intuitions can, um, they're not predicated on uh, location. And oftentimes, um, in, in lots of circumstances, they have nothing to do with location. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I think, you know, when we've talked in the past, you know, you think about the types of people that come to you for help, mm-hmm. right? You know, they are on the spectrum in terms of you might get someone who is very left brained, but somehow they were recommended to you, right? By someone who's like, you have to talk to Barbara or whatever. Mm-hmm. How does how does that impact your interaction with them? If you know, or you sense that, they're, they're not very open to this. They have a lot of reservations about this. Like, how does that register for you or doesn't it? It doesn't. 
It doesn't matter. I work with everybody on their own path. So whatever it is, if I mean, I've worked with nuns, I've worked with different people from different religions, walks of life. It doesn't really matter. It only matters that um, I spend the time loving them. And whatever opens the door in them through love or through conversation of love opens. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't care if people do the work. I give it to them. Mm-hmm. It's not my work to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And we have to remember that as therapists, too, you know, that we, you know, we, I at least, and I know Becky, too, we love our clients and we give them everything we possibly can give them. But it is that hard, difficult thing. Now, I have to let this go. Mm -hmm. I can't be with them when they walk out this door. And whether or not they choose to use any of this Mm -hmm. really is their sacred journey. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, go with God, go with the universe, go with whatever you call that. Mm-hmm. And I do think we do the work when we're ready to do the work. I agree. And no sooner. I agree. Maybe I just say that because there's been many lessons you've had to remind me of <laughs> over the years. Well, I always <laughs> I always laugh because I have people come back eight years later. I got that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it finally clicked. Yes. What did you get? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's been eight years. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't even remember, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, that's because probably you are so much more in your perpetual awareness of um, that conversation inside. Mm-hmm. I, I live in the now, so everything everything flows for me. It's like it, it moves every day into something else. So I'm totally here now. That doesn't mean that I don't have other things that I'm working on, you know, things that I'm doing outside of that. But I'm totally in the moment now. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally present wherever I am. So that session that happened eight years ago is not in my present right now. Mm-hmm. And it might not even be in that awareness behind me, mm-hmm. but it stayed in their presence because they figured it out. Mm. And one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Bro- Brody's mind just went boom. Because I, I, I am uh, sensing that your mind is blown just, and you're just thinking about it. You're just living living a different life, Barb, than, than I am. That's, that's for sure. I, I think you live in the present, too. You don't think of it that way. I, I try to, I guess. I certainly don't live in the past. I, I don't get fixated on, on that. I, I think I probably do spend most of my time in the present. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, I got a question. Yeah. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Okay, so let's say you are doing a session, let's say with Becky, mm-hmm. and something comes up and you're like, do you ever tell yourself, I can't tell her this right now? I will tell you that I've, if it's something traumatic, I probably won't bring it forward unless I get it three times. Okay. Okay. I had this happen with a client years ago, and um, it was a, it was kind of funny. So I'm talking to the client, and I see a stroke on her, and I see a stroke on her again, and the third time I see a stroke on her, and I said, "You need to work on your health. Mm-hmm. You need to work mm-hmm. on your well being. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, um, if you're going to lose weight, you need to lose weight. You know, you need to go to the doctor, check things out, make sure your stuff is all okay." Immediately after I got the phone with her, I called my girlfriend, who's one of her best friends, and I said, I saw a stroke on her, mm-hmm. okay? You need to watch her like a hawk, because mm-hmm. you guys work together, and she's one of your best friends. Mm-hmm. And she did. She had a stroke. I don't think it was even three months after I had that Ooh. time with her. Mm. But everybody was at the house, my girlfriend and a nurse oh. who was taking care of her. Mm. So it didn't affect anything. Mm. Nice. That's wild. Yeah. So it does, it does happen. And it, it, but I try, I don't, I don't really believe in creating anybody's reality. Mm -hmm. So I don't like to bring up things like that. But sometimes if somebody, if I see somebody ill or something's going to happen with a mother or somebody else in the family, I will say, you know, make your peace with people. I think that's healthy anyway. Mm-hmm. We never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband fell off of our deck when he was um, 50 years old and mm-hmm. was a quad for five years. So we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in, enjoy the moment. Say goodbye every day. Because mm-hmm. if you don't see them again, you don't want to have things unfinished. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the epitome of living in the now. Mm-hmm. You know, That's why I always say I love you. Mm-hmm. And people, it's like, you love everybody. It's like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a piece of, for them that's also loving. And it's like, yes, I do. 
And it's okay. I walk into the store and I, I give love away to the people who are there. It doesn't matter. Nobody has enough of it. Mm-hmm. Joyfulness, happiness, teasing, talking, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that you wanted to talk about was something called clearing out. Yes. What is that? I really believe that um, in spiritual paths and all kinds of other paths, we need to clean out stuff. Okay. And the reason that we do is because we block our energy flows internally. Okay. Mm-hmm. It to messages from uh, our intuitions, from messages from ev- everything. Okay. So we hear better and we are cleaned out. Um, one of my um, radio shows that I did years ago, I did a woman's uh, show and she said, the, the, the mon- um, orator said to me, um, so how do you get to be spiritual? How did that happen? Did you do yoga? Did you mm-hmm. meditate? And I said, no, I forgave people. Hmm. She said, what do you mean? I said, I let go of all of my grudges, my grievances, my family dynamics that I grew up with that were not happy. I forgave my parents. I forgave my family. And I forgave myself. Mm-hmm. And I do it constantly. It's not something that just goes away. My mother calls me up on the phone, and she's not having a happy day, and it comes across to me in a negative way. I forgive her for being who she is. I forgive myself for buying into it. Amen, it's done. Mm -hmm. And I keep that path clean. The cleaner I keep the path, the more open things are, the more intuitions, the deeper things are inside of me, the broader things become, the more love I can give because I don't have that space filled up with crap. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah. But what if you don't want to forgive somebody? What if you are resistant to it? Usually we're resistant to forgiving because we think we're going to forget the lesson. Mm -hmm. We don't forget the lesson. Oh. We don't forget what we learned. Believe me. Mm -hmm. If we're having to forgive them, we aren't going to forget it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a very good point. Yep. The second thing is forgiveness is not about them, which is what we think it is. Mm-hmm. If we forgive them, they got off the hook. Yeah. It's about lightening us. Mm-hmm. It's about ourselves and our beings becoming lighter. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about not carrying that extra baggage. So um, a few years ago, I was, I was working with some women. They were, they were a lot of fun. They were having a card party. And I, I know them all. They're like grandmother's friends. So I was sitting at the table, and they all have crap. So I, I just went and I brushed off their shoulders and they go, oh my gosh, that feels so good. That feels so good. It's like I took the energy off their shoulders. They're all carrying the burdens of their family. Oh my gosh, my, my sister and my mother and my, oh my dad and my kids and oh my gosh, my grandchildren. And we carry all that stuff in little baskets on our backs and our hearts. We can't breathe because we have so much stuffed in there. So it's like, Getting rid of it is important. And I, there's all kinds of breathing classes that you can take that actually allow that um, deep breathing to release that stuff if you don't want to do forgiveness. So there's other ways to do it, mm-hmm. but you got to let it go. Yeah. And I love that idea about forgiveness. I use that a lot in therapy because especially when you have individuals that have been abused by others, right. you know, that often forgiveness is pushed upon them by other people mm-hmm. and they are angry about that. Like, Correct. why would I want to do that? You know, right. and ex- exactly how you said that, that they feel it's giving that person a pass. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It has nothing to do with that. It's basically saying, I have dark energy that I'm carrying around and I'm willing now to give it right back to you. Mm-hmm. Go in peace, take it. Good luck, dude, or mm-hmm. right. gal or whatever. Right. Um, and that, but it is freeing. It lightens you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that makes sense. Then it would open you to listening to what's going on. Yeah. I think that when we get, we get so clouded up with our own grievances that we can't hear clearly. It gets um, tainted or colored. Mm-hmm. Right. And not only not listening to yourself in inside, but listening to your partner, for example. Mm-hmm. If you're tied up in being angry and resentful or Correct. whatever, you're Correct. not communicating right with others. Or Agreed. even at work or mm-hmm. other places with your kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I used to break my anger with laughing. My kids always said, when she starts that evil laugh, you better run. <laughs> oh, boy. Things are going to hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> was the precursor to God knows what. What was it? What was the worst thing you did for discipline? I'd love to hear this. Well, I used to ground my kids for three months. Oh, that sounds horrible wow. for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what well, did that mean? That like, means that like, um, um, I would give them, th- they always had three, three options. I warned them once, I warned them twice, and the third time they were out. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So the third time they got three months. So uh, Mishka lost his gaming for three months. And all of his friends were like, what? Your mother took it away for three months? Mm-hmm. Anthony lost his car for three months. My husband oh. almost didn't forgive me because he had football practice mm-hmm. and he had to take him every day. Yeah. yeah. And he said, this is not convenient. I said, I don't care. He's going to learn. Mm-hmm. I so bet he did too. He did. Yeah. That, that didn't happen again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Both my kids are really good kids. I have to say that they're both, they're, they're fine, stellar young men. They use their intuitions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And they allow me to be me, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. That's such a gift, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. So how do you help people learn to pay attention to their inner talk or their intuition? Or I, do you? I don't actually, unless okay. somebody asks. Okay. Because I think it's natural. I don't think of it as something that we have to do. I think of it as just, it's, a, it's an allowing. Okay. And it's like an asking and allowing, accepting. Okay. It's like accepting love or accepting um, conversation or accepting somebody's joy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't really teach it in that way. I teach people how to be more aware of themselves and get rid of some of the negative self-talk. That's my biggest okay. My biggest focus okay. in stress. Yeah, because being in the now is you are conscious of what is going on in your head in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and that's hard for a lot of people mm-hmm. to be present and conscious mm-hmm. and not just go into the autopilot of like, mm-hmm. I've got to do this. I've got to buy, buy coffee. I've got to, you know, hire this person, fire this person. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's just noise. Mm-hmm. Perpetually, And I think that clearing out that noise, I mean, that's why people meditate. Mm-hmm. But I think clearing out that noise takes some practice. Oh, it does. And it's like, I've learned it. It's like, everything's going to take care of itself. I just need to make sure that I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. I have my little list for the day. I get it done. And then I'm, I'm free to think about what I want to think about. Mm-hmm. But I always live in that total moment. That doesn't mean I don't think about my kids. But in this moment, this is all that exists. Becky's good at that. Yes. Yeah, you really are good at that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes too good at it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't. Well, because I, I sometimes forget to plan for the future. I'm not thinking about what's going on next week because I'm so present into what's going on right now. So mm-hmm. that's why we have daytimers mm-hmm. and calendars mm-hmm. and phones that have and all reminders. That stuff yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, and that's for me. Therapy is my meditation. Mm-hmm. When I'm in the therapy room, that is my now. You mm-hmm. doing therapy? Me. Yeah, doing therapy. Uh, sorry, with you as the therapist. Yes. Okay. That to me is meditation because it's the only thing that sustains my attention um, absolutely unequivocally with another human. Everything else is screened out. Mm-hmm. And then when I get out of there, I suck at it. <laughs> so the ability's there. Yeah. The ability is it's there. It's the generalizability where mm-hmm. Franny is struggling. <laughs> I'm on the struggle bus. I think that. Um, Peace, joy, love, freedom, and security are really important parts of aspects of ourself. And we don't choose to live those things every day. Mm-hmm. We don't choose to be peace. We don't choose to be love. And I find for myself, just like you, that when I'm having a deep conversation with someone, I'm in that total space of now. I'm peaceful. I'm loving. I'm joyful. I'm free. And I feel secure with the people that I'm with. Mm-hmm. So I think all those things are satisfied in that space also, which allows me to be safe in the now. Mm-hmm. Will you say those things one more time, maybe a little more slowly? Yes. Love, peace, freedom, security, and joy. Beautiful. Peace. We should do a, like a mnemonic for that. Okay. Don't you think? I'll put you on that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'll- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how do you, or should we help people see the larger picture and what is the larger picture? I don't know that it's important to see a larger picture. I choose to see it because it helps people. Um, But I don't know that everybody can live in a larger picture. There are a lot of people who like minutia, and they can live in that minutia. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who see just the big picture, and that's all they can see. They can't see the minutia. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody has a different view of that. So um, I don't think it's necessary to actually everyone to see the whole thing. I like to look above things or see below things, and that's how I describe it. So for me, if I'm going to help you, I want to see the bigger picture of what's going on in your life. I want to see how you're relating to your partner. I want to see how you're relating to your kids. I want to look at all of that stuff because it all um, affects how you are as a, as a human. Okay, But that's a rare thing, again, 
because I'm it's, it's done in my work. Mm-hmm. In my personal life, you know, I look at my parents who are 90 and 93 living mm-hmm. on their own. And it's like, I look, it's okay, what are you going to do next? What's your plan B? Mm-hmm. So I look at the future, but I'm not creating it for them. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how are you going to handle this? What's going to happen? Okay. More in a practical sort of sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, you need to have a picture here. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, ni- it's nice to think you're going to die in this bed, but um, if, what happens <laughs> if you don't? <laughs> right. <laughs> we need to think of those things. Mm-hmm. And um, so I go to Scotland and, uh, you know, I set up things so that if something happens to me while I'm traveling, it's all oh, taken yeah. care of. Mm-hmm. I always travel with um, all of my medical stuff with me and my everything with me so that whoever, wherever I am, I'm, I'm covered. Mm-hmm. So I have very practical spirit, you know, very practical spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. But I think the overall picture, you know, is harder for people to see sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard to look under stuff too. Agreed. And I think, you know, the whole thing is we don't, we listen, but we don't hear. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to, li- we need to hear more. Okay. What does that mean? What's the difference? That means that you're thinking about something else while they're talking to you. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, oh, I got to cook dinner. What did you say, honey? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's for dinner? What's on the recipe here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we're formulating our response. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you facilitate life changes to improve people's happiness or their spiritual health? Or do you not do that? I, um, I teach them how to do it. Uh, you know, that's facilitation. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, there's a set of tools that I use with certain people. And there's a set of tools I use with different people. So it's like it depends on what they're working on. Most people that I know are working on stress stuff, trying to survive life. It's mm-hmm. like, how am I going to get through today, tomorrow? You know, I got a sick kid. I got a sick mom. I got a kid doing drugs. My husband's divorcing me. And, you know, we don't have any money. So how, how do I survive today? Mm-hmm. So it's like, go outside and breathe. Okay? Go outside and breathe. You got a bigger problem and you got more time to work on it, then let's do some forgiveness work. Let's look at your childhood. Let's look at your issues, how you look at life, how your belief systems are. You know, how much time do you want to invest in self-care? How much time do you want to invest in self-love? How, um, you know, how far do you want to go with your life? Mm-hmm. So it depends on what the people are doing themselves, how I give them tools. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Very similar to what we do, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, just a different, a little different approach. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to see everybody every week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't have any questions. No, I've covered my questions. Is there anything else, Barbara, that you want to bring up that we haven't asked you about? Um, I really think it's important to live in the moment and use your Mm -hmm. intuitions, but set your intentions. Mm -hmm. Set your intentions to be joyful, to be happy, to be loving, to be in in harmony. Um, Take walks. Do things that bring joy to your heart. Do things that sing to your soul. We forget to do that stuff. It doesn't yeah. take a half an hour of meditating and an hour of something else and an hour of this. We don't have that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Most of us have five minutes a day that we have extra. Take that five minutes and use it well. Yeah. You know, breathe. You know, mm-hmm. just look be. at this. Yeah. 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 Just enjoy. Yeah. Even if you get three sentences read in a book and you enjoy reading, it helps. Yeah. Because you've done something for yourself. I think one of the things you've told me in the past is sometimes I get so busy doing that I forget to just be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole point is being. Mm-hmm. We, If we're always becoming something, we never get to be. Yeah. The point is to be. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah, and that's really a struggle for people. Like I know, Brody, you work really, really hard. You do. You're always working. And I'm really glad that you and your wife take vacations and you have that family because then you can just be. It's, it has become harder. Like I, this last vacation we went on, it was a lot harder to disconnect. Normally Mm -hmm. I don't do like, I don't bring a whole lot of books. I'll maybe bring one and just do nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, This time was harder Mm -hmm. and maybe that's just because of the time of year it is and, and whatever, but it's, and I didn't see the need for that before she needs it for Mm -hmm. sure. And I didn't think I needed it. Um, I'm not a beach person anyway. Like I'm way, I was born in Minnesota. I, I, I'm happier in the woods and yeah. there's less sun to get you there. But um, I, 
I see the appeal of it now of just even just the anonymity, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Going someplace where you don't have to constantly scan to see who do I know in this room yep, and yep. what conversations do I need to have? What, what kind of social capital? You, oh, yeah, you guys yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah. My wife hates going to the county fair because she knows every fourth person and delivered every one in five of those babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it just it is. And it sometimes it's fun and other times it's not. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. good to, to disconnect. But um I, I've realized that I need that more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we so appreciate you. Thank you so much, Barbara. Oh, yeah. Before they wrap oh, up yeah. and I step on their outro, yeah. if people want to find more information yeah. about you or about your practice or about any of this stuff, where would you point them? Um, I have a website, secretforcreating.com. And on that website, you can book sessions. Also, um, you can order all the classes I teach. They're all on there and download form. And it's secrets or secret? Secret. Oh, and with and a then number, number, number four, four. creating.com. There we go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Barbara, thanks for being here. Thank oh, yeah, it's so wonderful. Much. I just love being in your presence. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah fangirling a little bit. It, it, it's fun to be with you guys. It's yeah. heart to heart, head to head, <laughs> it love is. to love. Yes. Well, you guys, thanks for tuning in. We are the Shrinks. And that's a wrap.